You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number four. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. Hi, everyone. So this episode is a little bit different. And before it begins, I wanted to tell you a little bit about it. So today you're going to hear an interview segment from the Prosperous Pet Business online conference. And Alicia Datner, who is one of my very dearest friends, interviewed me on the segment about what works for pet business owners when it comes to marketing. And as you probably know, marketing is really a foundational piece for creating a successful pet business. So I'm so excited to share this information with you. And now here's the interview with Alicia and me about marketing. Enjoy. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Online Conference. My name is Alicia Dattner, and I am honored today to be interviewing the host of this whole conference. Today, she's going to talk about how to get your phone to ring, marketing that works for pet business owners. She is the founder of Six Figure Pet Sitting Academy and Six Figure Pet Business Academy. She's the author of the books Six Figure Pet Sitting and Six Figure Pet Business, and she is the host of this entire Prosperous Pet Business Conference. Please welcome my dear friend, Kristen Morrison. Hi, Alicia. Thank you so much for interviewing me. I'm so glad to be the one to do this. And I just want to say that I so appreciate and admire who you are as a business person. I've known you now for about, I think, eight or nine years. And from the very moment I met you, you already had this very clear vision and confidence and positivity about what you do in the world. And that was really attractive and interesting to me. And as we've developed our friendship, I've just gotten to be on the inside of watching you continue to just power through and blossom and create more and more. And I'm just so glad to get to know you. So it's a pleasure to be here with you and to get to let other people in on the secret of how awesome you are. And I love what you're creating. Oh, thank you so much. So I want to get right into the meat of things and find out about marketing. I want to know what doesn't work when it comes to marketing. A lot of people are constantly trying all different things and do that sort of spray and pray. Uh, we'll just see what happens and what, what doesn't work. Yeah. Well, you know, the biggest thing I think that doesn't work in this day and age are yellow page ads, right? The yellow pages are just going the way of the dinosaur. But a lot of people think, well, you know, the, the online yellow pages, that'll do it. And it's expensive and it just doesn't work. The online yellow pages don't come up high on the search engines. At some point they might, but right now they just don't. So it's not a good use of your money, your energy. Um, that's one thing. And then a lot of pet business owners don't have a logo and a logo is really important because it's the first step to really creating your brand, which is the way that you're 
revealing yourself and your business in the world. And of course, having a website is really important. And I run into some pet business owners who have been in business for a year and they still don't have a website. So I would say that's really the first thing that you need to do when you are looking at marketing is having a great website. And then the other thing that doesn't work when it comes to marketing is a lot of pet business owners think more is better, and so they write a lot of copy, a lot of words on their website, and it's too overwhelming for clients. You know, they just kind of want to get a quick sense of who you are, and having too many words, especially in your homepage, is going to really overwhelm people. So keep it short and sweet and to the point and professional. That sounds really clear. So you said the Yellow Pages are not working. What about Yelp and other places where you can advertise? Yeah, so Yelp advertising can be really expensive. In fact, it's it's very expensive. And boy, the Yelp thing, it's such a, you have to really weigh out if it's something that you really want to do because the moment you put your information on Yelp, you are out there and able to get you know, negative reviews as well as positive ones. So I really recommend that pet business owners think long and hard about whether they want to do that. A lot of pet business owners are very sensitive and, you know, getting those negative reviews can be really devastating for them. And if you're working with the public, you're bound to get negative reviews. So that's the con to it. For the pro side of Yelp, it can be an incredibly powerful way to grow your business. But again, I don't recommend that you pay for advertising on Yelp. Just get a bunch of positive Yelp reviews from your clients. And I worked with a guy last year. He called me in January of last year and he said, you know, I want to create a six-figure pet business this year. Help. And so, you know, I was coaching him and we were talking about Yelp and he said, yeah, I really do want to be on Yelp. You know, I gave him, okay, this could happen or this could happen, good and bad. And he said, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And he ended up getting so many positive Yelp reviews within two months that within nine months, he was hiring somebody. And by the end of the year, he had created a six-figure pet business. So that's the positive aspect of it. But again, advertising really, it's not going to be beneficial for you. Just get the Yelp reviews from your clients. And the thing you want to make sure to do when you're asking your clients for Yelp reviews is you really want to have them, if they've never done a Yelp review, to review other businesses. Because oftentimes, if they only refer your particular business, their review is going to be filtered and it's going to be invisible to the public. So you're going to put all that work into asking them. So you want to make sure that it actually shows up. And even then, it might not show up. Because Yelp has a really confusing <laughs> algorithm in terms of how things show up and why. and But still, you know, if you're really wanting to be on Yelp, it can be incredibly helpful to create more success for you, for sure. Getting your business on Yelp. When you're naming your business, does, does the name matter when it comes to getting more clients? Yes. Uh, I would say two things are really important. I work with a lot of pet sitters who call their business so-and-so pet care. And pet care is very ambiguous. It's not clear. I really recommend if you have a pet sitting company that you call it pet sitting. You know, you have, let's say, sweet pea pet sitting um, instead of sweet pea pet care, because you really want to 
explain your business and your service and let clients know exactly what you're providing. The other thing that I would recommend is to really look at the long-term vision that you have for your business. So a lot of people who are in business, when they start their business, they think, oh, I'm going to name my business the name of my town, you know, San Francisco dog walking. But then they might want to expand at some point or maybe even create a franchise in the future. And then you're stuck with this name that is purely for a local area. So I don't recommend naming your business with the city or town that you live in because it can really keep you small instead of the bigger vision if you decide to grow. However, if you're really clear, let's say you're retired, you're doing this as a hobby, and you're really clear that, you know what, I just want to be in San Francisco, it's totally fine. Just make sure that you're really clear on that because it can limit your ability to grow. I appreciate that sort of deeper sense of vision when you're thinking about what you want to do with your business and how you want to expand Mm -hmm. and keeping the vision open to possibility. I'm curious. So we talked a little bit about websites. Was there anything else that you wanted to share about like what should people have on their websites if they want to generate more clients? Are there any extra pieces that I missed? Yeah. So there are a couple things. One is the homepage and the about us page are the most widely read pages on a website. They're the ones, think about it when you're looking at a service You know, you land on the homepage and then you think, who is this person? I want to know who they are. So you're going to go to the About Us page. So those are the pages that you want to have look as great as they can. I mean, of course, you want your whole website to be great, but you want a picture of you on the About Us page. A lot of people will put a picture of them with their pet. Maybe they're hiding behind their dog, you know, or they have sunglasses on. And so really just allow yourself to be visible on that page so that people get a sense of you. That's one thing. The second thing is, and this is fascinating to me, there was a, I read this study about this plastic surgeon who was in New York and he had a website and he, you know, his business was kind of floundering. It wasn't doing very well. And then one day he was on his homepage looking at his site and he just thought, I'm going to put my phone number on the top right corner of my homepage with a big call us now and see if that does anything. And within like two months, he got all these people because so visible, right? Top right hand corner, call us now, phone number. People didn't have to search for the contact us page. You know, it's just right there. And of course he must've been a good plastic surgeon to get all those clients as well. But, you know, people were just landing on a site and they would just kind of disappear. Whereas he invited them to contact him or his office to find out more. And so for those of you out there, pet business owners who are kind of struggling and not getting the kind of calls that you want to get, that would be an important step that I would say to take with your website because that'll lead to somebody it'll inspire people to call you how do you get people to even get to your website in the first place like what are some affordable or inexpensive advertising options for people to generate pet business yeah so google well pay-per-click is pretty expensive so i'm gonna say 
don't start with that. You know, that's kind of last priority. Let's say you are in, I'm bringing up San Francisco because I live near San Francisco, but let's say you're in San Francisco or you're in New York and you're a dog walker. Those are two really heavily populated areas and they also have a lot of competition for dog walkers, right? So you, no matter what you do to try to get your business high up on the search engines in San Francisco or New York as a dog walker or a dog trainer, it might be virtually impossible to actually get on page one, no matter what you do, just because there's so many people out there. So in that case, you might end up having to do pay-per-click. And basically, you want to set a budget and try it first. Don't set a big amount because you just want to explore it. I would say, you know, set it for $100 for a few days and just see if that increases the calls that you get. As far as getting your website high on the search engines for other perhaps less populated cities, you know, those cities that don't have as many competitors, one free thing that you can do, which is really going to help, is on my website, Six Figure Pet Business Academy, if you go to the free stuff page, there is a download button and it's 100 free or low cost places to list your business online for pet business owners. And you can download that. And it's a free booklet that I created. Now, I created it a couple years ago. So some of those links aren't going to be applicable. There are going to be websites that aren't there anymore. But just keep going down the list. There's enough there where you're going to be able to really be able to list your business online because links are really important. You know, being linked on another site is really important in terms of raising your search engine optimization. Another thing that I really recommend is getting on Google Plus. That comes up really high in the search engines, as well as creating YouTube videos. And you can go to Fiverr.com and get videos created for $5. You submit pictures your logo, your website address, and they create a video from the pictures that you send. They do music. They're fine. They're not, wow, you know, but you're paying $5. But still, it can be a really low-cost, inexpensive way to get your business higher up on the search engines because Google bought YouTube, so they're together. And um, so that's one thing. And also, of course, having your business on the social media sites, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, those kind of sites. But Google Plus is really important these days. Obviously, Google Plus is Google, right? So you really want to be posting on there. And I would attach blog posts that you've written. And, you know, all these things being online is going to help you get higher up on the search engines. Cool. Are those things people can do right away, like this week, to increase their rank on Google? Absolutely. It takes usually, once you make the changes and do these things, it usually takes anywhere from a week or two to see the results. And it's not like, you know, that's just one piece of search engine optimization. The other piece is actually going into your site and putting in the keywords, putting in the services that you provide, putting in the locations that you cover, and having those um, really, really important. And I do an SEO webinar once a year, and that's going to be coming up in a bit, um, in a couple months. And I also have a webinar uh, recording that I've done, an SEO webinar recording that's only $30, and it's on my site. 
and it comes with an eight-page tips and tools booklet. So that's a low-cost option if somebody really wants to figure out, well, what can I do to get my pet business website higher up on the search engines? You know, you can do the tips and tools that I give you on there. So that's really important. And, you know, search engine optimization is really the single most effective thing you can do. I mean, it's where your clients are, right? They're online. You're online looking for services all the time. So you want to be coming up as high as possible on the search engines. And the other thing is Google just did something and it's really kind of causing a little bit of a wave in the website world, which is if your website isn't mobile friendly, it's going to get demoted in terms of how far it's coming up. It's going to be lower than it was. Well, what that means what does mobile friendly mean? Oh, so it means that people can actually, they go on their phone and they see your website and they don't have to expand it. You know, it just comes up where it's very easy to read on a smartphone. And so basically what you want to do is you want to talk to your web person. You know, a lot of pet business owners aren't web people too, <laughs> nor should they be. They're out there caring for pets. So, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about you doing the work, pet business owners. I would encourage you to contact your web person and say, you know, can you make my website mobile friendly? Most web designers should be able to do that. And if not, I would recommend going on elance.com to find a web person who can do that. You can post oh. a, free, a free ad. And then guru.com, G-U-R-U.com is another place that you can find a web person for very inexpensive. You know, it's going to be a lot less expensive than it might be if you found somebody in your area because it would be somebody, you know, people from all over the world will try to bid on your job, basically, you place an ad there. And you want to get somebody that speaks English <laughs> fluently. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs> SEO could be a little bit of a nightmare without proficiency in English. Oh, and I've done it. It's not pretty. <laughs> I've worked with somebody from India. It was very challenging. He was a great guy, but boy, hard to communicate. So I learned my lesson that way. So yeah, get somebody that speaks fluent English. It doesn't necessarily mean they need to live in North America, but you know, it's helpful if they do. But yeah, that's what I recommend. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step -step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find 
mastermind on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. So all of this, I want to take notes. It's all so great. It's just really wonderful information. I'm wondering, what are some mistakes that pet business owners make when it comes to marketing? What are the things that they like just don't think of maybe or just miss out on? Yeah. So what some pet business owners do is they put all their marketing eggs in one basket. Like I had a coaching client a few months ago who called me and she was so excited. She said, I, I placed this ad in, in this magazine in Florida. She lives in Florida, in Florida, in my area. And it was $3,000 and I'm just so excited. And I'm like, oh Lord, it's a lot of money. That's you a know? lot of money. Yeah. And it's a magazine. So, you know, that could be great if it's not $3,000, you know? So she ended up maybe getting one call from that. And, it, you know, she put all her marketing eggs in one basket. That was her marketing budget for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And then she had to scramble to come up with more money to be able to market in other places. So you really want to diversify your marketing streams so that you're able to really have your name and your business out there, you know, everywhere as much as you can. And another mistake that a lot of pet business owners make is they get a little lazy. Like in the beginning, they're really fired up, they're marketing. And then, you know, they have, they start getting clients. It's very exciting. And then, and then they're busy with the work. It might not even be that they're lazy. They just, they're busy and they forget to market. And then all of a sudden, you know, pets die, clients move away. And then, then they're scrambling to get more work where, they really should have been marketing all along. You know, even when you have a lot of clients, it's really important to kind of keep that going. So I recommend doing one, even a tiny marketing action a day, you know, making that part of your to-do list, whatever that looks like with that free places to list your business online list, you know, do five of them a day. You don't have to crank it out and do a hundred, you know, in one sitting, but do five a day. Just take one small marketing action a day and it'll be amazing to you how your business just increases and increases. And then when pets die, when clients move away, you're going to have an influx of people. It's going to be great. There was one other thing I was going to say about mistakes that pet business owners make. I forgot. It was right there. Anyway, maybe it'll come to me. It has to do with forgetting what to do. <laughs> what do I need to do today? Oh my god! Yeah, it'll come. People scheduling and calendaring certain days for certain things. 
Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Monday can be a great day for social media. You know, you're kind of fresh out of the gate for the weekend. And I recommend, you know, setting aside time. And a lot of people go, oh my God, social media, it's so much work. And I'm going to be sucked into it. You know, I know that's a fear of a lot of pet business owners. And one of the reasons why some people aren't on Facebook, because they've heard, you know, it's not Facebook, it's timesuck.com. It can be, but you can also really be mindful about it. You know, make it a mindfulness practice where, okay, I'm setting the timer for 20 minutes and I'm going to really be conscious about this. You know, I'm going to post something on my Facebook business page. And that's really important to create a Facebook business page. And, um, and then I'm going to post something on my profile page. I'm going to go to Twitter and post something. You know, and you can post similar things. That's the thing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel each time. You know, you can post similar things on different social media sites so that you're simplifying it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, there, I remember now what I was going to say about mistakes that pet business owners make. So in the beginning, they're really, like I said, really fired up. They're going to vets, groomers. They're going to pet stores. They're dropping off cards. They're cultivating relationships with different business owners, um, non-competitive business owners, right? Vets, groomers, and pet stores usually aren't competitors if you are a pet sitter, dog walker, dog trainer, groomer. Obviously, if you're a groomer, you're not going to be going to other groomers. But And sometimes the vets can be competitive because they have a boarding facility. But even so, often there's a different clientele that's um, wanting somebody to stay in their own home versus boarding their dog, you know. So in that case, the vets who board may end up referring you. But basically what you want to do is you want to get into a habit of every four to six weeks going to the different pet businesses and dropping off your cards and really cultivating an ongoing relationship with them where they're seeing you, you're restocking the cards, Bring in some goodies for them. When they've been referring you, bring in a box of really great Krispy Kreme donuts. You know, that's a way to really win friends and influence people. <laughs> so, <laughs> my no, I want one right now. <laughs> yeah, so have a marketing kit in your car. And what I mean by that is have all the supplies that you need. Have the card holders. You know, have a marketing log where you have all the vet groomers and pet stores listed and date when you've dropped off cards so that you're really conscious of, oh my gosh, it's been two months. I need to get my butt in there and, and drop off cards. And if you have a kit that's in your car that's ready to go, then it's going to make it so easy. You know, you drive by a pet store and you're like, oh, you know, I'm just going to drop off my cards here. And um, so that's something. And a lot of Pet sitters in particular have an aversion to putting signs on their car. And I think it's such a shame because that's really a way to get a lot of clients. It's a great form of advertising. You're driving around all the time. You know, get a wrap on, get a wrap on your car, you know. And if that's too much for you, if it's too intense, then get magnets on, you know, on your car doors Get vinyl signs put in your back window and your side window so that clients are really able to 
call you, potential clients. And there are also card holders that you can get for your car that actually sit on the outside of your car. And there's a little sign that says, please take a card. You can Google that. Actually, there's a company that uh, gives six-figure pet business academy clients 10% off. So it's vehiclecardpockets.com. And you can go there and then you enter the code GATE, G-A-T-E, and you'll get 10% off. So that's something that has your car working for you. It's like, how can you market with ease? You know, that's really where I go when I'm working with people is, you know, how can they do it in an easeful way? And and for those pet sitters who are thinking, but I don't want to advertise that my clients aren't home, then park a few doors down. You know, you don't have to park in the driveway. And I recommend that you don't if you have signs on your car. It's just not smart. But don't let that stop you from having this advertising happening everywhere you go. And um, you'll get a lot of clients from it. Because people... People who are, you know, you're transporting pets in your car a lot of the time, yeah. right? And people see you yeah. and they get curious. They think, oh, well, that looks like a good, trustable person. And they maybe are shy to get in touch with you. But if you had, a, if you had something on your car that they could use, that would make sense. Yeah. And the thing is, if you do have car signs, you really want to make sure that you're driving in a very polite way. <laughs> And um, that you're just, you know, you're not being crabby. And I remember one guy, oh my God, I was driving behind this pool guy. Um, he had a pool service or he worked for somebody that had a pool service and somebody kind of cut him off and he had his business advertised all over his truck, right? And he flipped them off. And I thought, oh my God, I don't have a pool, but if I ever get one, I'm never calling that company because he was such a jerk, you know? I mean, granted, the guy did cut him off, but still, it was so ridiculous. So you don't want to do that. <laughs> you want to, even if somebody's a total jerk in front of you, you know, while you're trying to merge, just keep your cool if you have signs on your car. If you don't, then it's a free-for-all. Yeah, just be totally obnoxious. <laughs> Resume your old ways. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. What I'm getting from what you're sharing about that is that it's not just that marketing is about your website, but it's that everywhere you go, you're marketing and yeah. that you as a person are marketing yourself as your business, you represent your business and that your car represents your business, that all of the different parts of you are an extension of your business out in the world. So that Yes, absolutely. I mean, you go to the store and you start connecting with somebody while you're getting apples and they say, oh, what do you do? And you say, oh, I, I'm a dog trainer. And then that starts the conversation and they say, oh, I know somebody that needs a dog trainer. And, you know, so have your cards with you all the time. And, you know, having t-shirts and hats made, it's a really good way to, to market your business, especially if you're a dog walker and you're walking around, have it on yeah. the front and the back so that people can see you when they're behind you. And again, just carry your cards with you all the time. It's, a lot of pet sitters, dog walkers, dog trainers don't have their cards with them. And then they tell somebody about them and it promptly, you know, goes out of their mind, the people that were interested. So give them something that can help them remember you. 
Wow. That everything you've shared has been so just kind of enlightening and I love the detail too. I mean, you have, you've thought of things that we haven't thought of, you know, to the degree of like the Yelp owners um, or Yelp reviews and that people have to write extra Yelp reviews in order to show up. I mean, I love the, the way that you do that. Do you also do this in your work with when you, when you coach people? I'm sure that you go even more in depth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I really tap into the pulse of what are they doing um, that's working? What are they doing that's not working? And, you know, those of you who are out there right now who are wondering, well, what is working? One of the things that you might want to do is to create a spreadsheet where you're really paying attention to how many people are saying they found you online, how many people are found your card or met you or saw your car signs, you know, how many people got your card at vet screamers and pet stores, keeping track of that to see what's working, what's not working. And also when somebody says, I found you online, say, well, what did you search for? What were the terms that you searched for? So that you can really get a sense of, oh, that term really works for me. So that's, that's really important. And I think a lot of pet business owners think, well, if I have software, that I'm using because there's a lot of dog training, dog boarding and pet sitting software out there that keeps track. It's great that it keeps track, but it doesn't really let you know how many of my clients, my new clients found out about me in the last month from my website. So it's up to you to really keep track of that and get a sense of that because it's one thing to see, okay, you know, somebody found out about me through my website, but you know, how many people found out about you through your website in the right. last week, the last month. So to really keep track of that and get a sense of that. Thank you so much. Are there any final tips that you want to share with us? I would recommend that, again, I like to really go for what's the easiest thing you can do, especially like what's one action that you can take that's going to generate lots of different clients calling you. And one of them is to go to pet-friendly apartment buildings in your area, right? You've got a ton of pets there in pet-friendly apartment buildings. Connect with the building manager and say, you know, I'd really like to form a strategic partnership with you where, you know, I have you on my website as a pet-friendly apartment building for, you know, clients who may need to move at some point and are looking for rental options. And, you know, I'd love to have you, building manager of Pet Friendly Apartment Building, refer me and maybe even put me in a welcome packet that you hand out to new tenants. Um, so that can be great. Also, contacting your local humane society, contacting rescue groups, because often those dogs are the ones that really need the most help from dog walkers. They have separation anxiety, you know, so they need somebody to pop in midday. Often shelter dogs, rescue dogs have a hard time staying in kennels when their owners go away because that was a really traumatic experience for them. So, you know, a pet sitter is great because they come in their home. So that's something. And then dog trainers, you know, a lot of dog trainers are needed for those rescue dogs and shelter dogs because of their separation anxiety or their behavioral issues 
So contacting different groups, contact realtors who are really tapped in to those people who are moving in, into the area. Often there are welcome wagon types of services in different areas. There's a website called nextdoor.com and that can be a great place to advertise because it's your little community and people get direct emails from neighborhood businesses and, and individuals. So that can be good. Also joining networking groups can be really powerful like BNI can be good. Um, they have one person who provides a service and once that one person is in the group, let's say a dog walker, there can't be any other dog walkers in the group. And so everybody in the group, all the business owners refer their friends and family to each other. And it can just be a great way to connect and check out and see if there are pet sitting groups in your area, dog training groups of business owners who are getting together it can be a great way to, you know, get, referrals, have people help you when you go away on vacation, um, things like that. Really, you know, relationships are really important when it comes to marketing. A lot of people forget about that, but it's just important. If you have a good relationship with the different businesses and individuals in your area, they're going to be referring you. Yeah, I think people really want to Put their pets in care of people that they trust and that happens by building relationships huh absolutely it really does wow i just can't believe how much information you've shared it's really awesome i think people are going to benefit so much from all of these pieces and probably watch this two or three times to get all of the different elements that you shared and Thank you so much for your generosity and for creating this conference. And I think all of the people here are thanking you. They get to be enriched by all of these people in the conference. Thanks, Felicia. Well, I'm glad you're one of our valuable speakers as well. It's fun doing your interview as well. So thank you so much for interviewing me. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I have some goodies for you in the show notes and to find them, you can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast four, that's the number four. Again, that is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast four. Also at the bottom of the page, you can leave comments or suggestions for future topics. And I want to let you know, I read all the comments and I love hearing from you. So please comment away. I love it. And it's fun for other pet business owners to see what other people are writing. So just keep that page alive. Don't, don't be afraid to write on there. <laughs> Have fun, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.